Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I'm so thankful whenever former Virginia governor and uh, also the former mayor of Richmond, L. Douglas Wilder, can be with us. And he joins us this morning. And Governor Wilder, I appreciate you coming on. Um, happy John. birthday. I heard John with Jeff you. on your birthday. Thank you, John. And uh, it's it's good to come on your show. It's good to be anywhere when you get my age. <laughs> Can I ask, you're 92, right? 92, yes. 1931, I was born. But uh, it's really good to be with you. And as I said, I enjoy being with you and Jeff. And I hear from many people who hear us when we are talking. Well, it's great, and I know Jeff is a big fan, too. I, I enjoy listening to him talk to you, so I'm thankful when, when I can get you up early in the morning. So great. were you invited last night to the current mayor of Richmond, LeVar Stoney's State of the City address? No, thank goodness I, I wasn't. I didn't have to exercise the courtesy of, the, of uh, being not able to come. Yes. <laughs> you know, the clips no, this not. morning are kind of shocking to me. This guy strikes me as almost delusional about what's going on in the city. Am I being unfair about that? No, you're not. And uh, it, he is being delusional. And as we've talked about it, he he's not. He doesn't know the city, and he doesn't know the people. And it's too late for him to learn. Uh, his term will be over. And as I said... This is something that the people of the of Virginia and in the city won't have to worry about because it'll. I don't see Stoney being sworn into another office anymore in in Virginia. So it's something we'll have to just, uh, as Terry McCullough would say, plow on through. <laughs> well, I was concerned by the spin last night. I mean, the whole thing. Look, I'm against the guy, so I, I have to check myself and try to be objective looking at the <laughs> material. But hes it seemed like he was saying that we're in a better place and that, you know, there is an there there is success in starting to beat back the, the criminal element. And I'm not sure that there's any data that backs that up. What, what, what are you none. seeing and hearing? There is absolutely none. And you got to start with this. This is a person who's had absolutely no political experience anywhere, anywhere, before he was elected mayor. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the opposition was such that he was able to to be there, and then he had the money and the support. But he never knew and doesn't know uh, the issues as it relates to what is needed for and by the people. Mm -hmm. And when you consider three police chiefs in a week, when you consider that five in the, the period of time that, that we have, when you consider he says one thing to the people and another thing behind their backs, uh, there's no respect. They but the unfortunate thing is 
that he's not being held to account by the city council. Mm-hmm. He's not being held to account by the legislators. And I've said, and I say it again, that what's going on in the city of Richmond, this is the capital city. And that's why it's important, I think, for the governor to intervene at the appropriate times as it relates to what he sees needs to be done as far as crime and education and social disparities and housing and medical care, et cetera, et cetera. Because as goes the city of Richmond, will go Virginia. Right. Well, since you bring that up, I think I made Governor Yunkin's team mad yesterday because he did go stand with LeVar Stoney and with um, Delegate McQuinn and, and some of the other leaders of the city of Richmond, but it wasn't to talk about Richmond stuff and the problems in Richmond. It was to talk about the killing of this young man in Memphis, Tennessee, which I'm I, I, I'm not blowing that off. I'm not saying that's not horrible. I understand exactly what you're saying. Do, okay. But, but to stand with them to do what? Yeah. What does it what does it show? And you you, you mentioned uh, what what is going on when you consider that yesterday and I couldn't believe it. Uh, we are in desperate need of leaders, mm-hmm. but when they do the kinds of things that they are doing yesterday, it was there that the delegate that you mentioned has introduced a bill supposedly responding to. Richmond's high crime rate, which said that if you are a passenger on a GRTC bus and if you are accused of assaulting the bus driver, that you must spend two days in jail whether you're guilty or not mm. <laughs> before trial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even, no, it is so totally unconstitutional. There's no regard or respect for due process of law. And this is not a freshman person. This person served on the school board, served in the city council, now serves in the legislature. How could legislative services draft a bill like that mm-hmm. without saying, this, this is unconstitutional? No judge in the world is going to do this. Well, why would you single out drivers of a GRCC bus and not talk about crime in general? Not talking about the things that are going on, the proliferation of guns, the opportunities for kids in schools to have guns. And so the, 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 if, if I had not seen this, I would not have believed it. And yet these people are supposedly your leaders. I would say to the governor, it would do him well and do his, what he would call his... Uh, things that he would want to do in the future well if he would concentrate on Virginia problems concentrate on Richmond's problems uh, going around the country telling people how he got elected and what they should do I don't think it's going to cut it and I know quite well as you pointed out people get upset when you say these kinds of things but I spend the better part of my life making people upset (laughs) but in the process I made the people understand what leaders need to do. And I call on the governor to show leadership. I I would not expect any more from uh, the the mayor that's uh, here now. Fortunately, as I said, that'll that'll end shortly. Well, when you look look at what happened in Memphis, instead of talking about that, you know, for what it's worth, and, and maybe this is your instinct, if you had been governor, 
to say, hey, here are the things we're doing in Virginia to prevent these types of atrocities from happening. Right. Here, here's, here's the legislation right. of Virginia that I advocate that you pass instead right. of the sob story, uh, you know, on the side of the sidewalk. Exactly. And if, if you don't have that experience and you don't know what's going on, you see, because I saw the problems with police in our communities hmm. and had enacted into law the uniform training of police officers. I did this when I was in the state legislature. I, I worked with representatives of law enforcement and proud of honors that they bestowed upon me, but I've also seen the continuing lack of leadership of those who profess to be leaders. You, you're absolutely right. Now, of prowls and expressions of sorrow, all those things, are, oh, that's fine. But they do nothing. You'll have more people going to Memphis today at the funeral of Tyree Nichols without really understanding the needs of making certain that police and the community work together. And that's why I said when I was governor, I made certain that we had, well, before I was governor, I made certain that there was put into law uniform training of police officers statewide so that we all know what we all do, notwithstanding where you live. I don't think that that is coming forth, and I think the people are becoming despondent, that they're looking for new leadership. But whenever time we look for new leadership, the leaders that we have will say, well, we look for higher office. Perform in your office that you're doing now. Right. And let the people see that. Right. And I don't remember when you were running for governor where you were on the abortion issue. And today is the March for Life at the Capitol. And I, this is kind of a curveball to you. I'm sure you've answered a thousand times. But your party or your the Democrat Party seems to have really gone, in my opinion, well past what I remember. <laughs> In the eighties and the nineties, do you? How do you yes. look at this today? Where, where I was on that issue was that I felt that it was the right of a woman to choose what she wanted to do with her body. Mm-hmm. I took the position that, with proper instruction, uh, with proper information. And with opportunities for support, et cetera, et cetera, that woman should have the choice. It should not be my choice. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that it was the, the, the matter of the she and her doctor mm-hmm. are the persons that should be the consultants, the family physicians. Uh, what's going on now is a little, little, little much. And by that I mean... That to, to demand, particularly the youngsters, with the young people that, that we see that are victimized in many instances, or if we look at uh, what, what's going on with some of the people who profit mm-hmm. and use abortion as a profit mill. And uh, I don't support that, but I do support and did support the, a woman's right with consultation with her physician mm-hmm. uh, to decide what she wishes to do with her body in every aspect, not just with reference to having children. Does the trimester, um, you know, breaking it down into three segments, did that factor into your analysis here? Because it seems like the Democrat Party of 2023 
is very adamant that on the day that a baby is about to be born, it's still okay to terminate the pregnancy. I would say kill the baby, but I mean, did, I don't remember that part of the conversation back in the 80s no. and 90s. No, you're right. And it was the first trimester that we all were right? concerned okay. with after the passage of that, that, uh, that uh, we had any numbers of opportunities yeah. to, to express it. Quite frankly, that was an issue that ran through my election and my campaign to the extent that my position was that which the people of Virginia supported, and it was shown in the election. Yeah. Uh, for instance, I, I, I pointed in my debate with Marshall Coleman at at the homestead or hot springs, uh, mm-hmm. I, I said to to the, to him in the debate, "Are you saying that if someone is raped and uh, some person is then uh, impregnated, that that person doesn't have the right to decide for herself mm-hmm. with uh, her physician?" And he, he said, "No," and that was it. Man, the audience. Yeah. Is, yeah, that's it. It it really has the whole discussion has changed, and sometimes I check myself and think maybe I was happy go lucky and not paying attention back then, but I don't think that was the case. No, I, I don't think you are, and I don't think that you were happy go lucky then. But then there again, so many other things have changed. We got too many people operating for profit, mm-hmm. and yeah. government now is for profit. People are in the positions to pass laws to see how it benefits them, uh, how they, and then they lobbyist, and I don't have to tell you where they are. Mm-hmm. You, in, on that particular issue, you're going to have more lobbyists than you can shake the stick at yeah. on a regular basis. And America and Virginians uh, have so many problems we need to deal, deal with. That Citizens United case, which allowed corporations to spend as much money in these elections is will ultimately be the ruination of government at local and, and uh, national levels. Now, I've got to go. Adam's yelling at me. But I, one last question, less than a minute, yes, if sir. you don't mind. Are you tracking on this statue? I know I always bring up the Confederate statues and everything, but that reconciliation statue at Arlington Cemetery, they want to tear that down that was created by this Jewish sculptor. And Have you followed this? Do you have an opinion on that? Well, the question is, all right, if you tear it down, what are you going to put in place? Mm-hmm. Uh, why are you tearing it down? Yes, I, I know the reconciliation statue at the Darlington Cemetery. I've seen it in a number of times when you mm-hmm. go across the bridge. But the, the real question is, do we have statues that are, I'm not speaking about marble and concrete and stone, I'm speaking about statues of history that are militating against society, and we are not addressing them. Mm. Why are we not teaching American history and making African-American history or black history a part of American history? Mm. Because it is. Why are we not talking about building statues to the rights uh, of people, uh, the opportunities that we'd have? Rather than to say, oh, so we spent all the money in Richmond tearing down the statues, and we don't even know where they are. Yeah. Some people are now telling us that they're 
the statues that were torn down are at the Black Museum, the Black History Museum, and no one has denied it. I know. Can it's you believe crazy. it? So let's assume they do what they're going to do in Arlington. Yeah. Then what are you going to put in place of it? Yeah, and, 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 and what damage do you do to the idea that we came back together as a country? I think exactly, yeah. and that's why the history is a half of the history that we've learned is incomplete. Even when we learn the other half that we've not learned, right? And so we we can learn from the past and well, profit this is, for the future. This is why I value the opportunity to talk to you whenever I can get you on the air, and I well, really you, do appreciate you, you, it. Yeah. I, I, and I value being with you, John, and I do know that we discuss a lot of things, but as we said, uh, people deserve leadership, and they deserve real leadership and better leadership, and it's absent in too many instances. So it doesn't address the salient issues, and that's what we ought to be talking more about. Oh, tearing down statues are fine. It's to get rid of them if they're bad. Let's concentrate on the things that are important. Today, education, healthcare, housing, Look. and the opportunities for the benefit of education to help people to understand each other. Governor Wilder, I always appreciate you coming on, and I hope we'll Thank talk you so much, soon. John. God bless you. Appreciate Thank you. It. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.